What's working on purpose anyway? Each week we ponder the answer to this question. People ache for meaning and purpose at work, to contribute their talents passionately and know their lives really matter. They crave being part of an organization that inspires them and helps them grow into realizing their highest potential. Business can be such a force for good in the world, elevating humanity. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration to help usher in this world we all want, working on purpose. Now, here is your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose program. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. If you don't know me yet, I'm a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose, organizational logotherapist, inspirational speaker, social scientist, and author. You can learn more about me and how we can work together at EliseCortez.com and Gusto-Now.com. Let me thank my partner and sponsor, WorkProud. We are a perfect collaboration. Everyone wants to know they matter and that the work they do is meaningful and appreciated. WorkProud is a mobile platform built to encourage employees to share stories and recognize each other's contribution. WorkProud empowers HR and business leaders to help company cultures where all employees are inspired to feel proud of their work and proud of their company. You can learn more at WorkProud.com. With us today are two guests, if we can get them both in. We have Bob Graham. He's the founder of Namaste Direct and Namaste Guatemala, and joins us from San Francisco. He has been a businessman, CPA, philanthropist, and author of 50-50 at 50, Going Just Beyond. Eugenia Duran is the executive director of Namaste Guatemala and joins us today from Antigua, Guatemala. We'll be talking about why Namaste Direct and Guatemala exist, the work these organizations do to empower businesswomen in Guatemala, and their impact their work is having on the women and their communities. Bob and Eugenia, welcome to Working on Purpose. Bienvenida a Trabajando con los Hello, It's so great to have you. Uh, we may, we're, you. We're, you're so welcome. We are waiting to see if we can get um, Bob's um, audio to work. But, but in the meantime, we're going to start our conversation with Eugenia. And let me, let me give some context, listeners and viewers, to why we're having this conversation. I just recently came across Namaste Direct because um, I was invited to join their board. And I said, when I found out what they're up to, I said, absolutely, yes, I am interested. So for those of you who have never heard of them, we'll talk more about them as we go along in this conversation. But Namaste Direct is a nonprofit organization that empowers women in Guatemala through the use of financial literacy training and mentoring, as well as through the provision of necessary microloans to jumpstart or improve upon their personally owned businesses. So it's incredibly inspiring. I love the, uh, the notion that we are literally uplifting these women and their families. We're empowering them through this education, teaching them to be better business women and making a difference in their profit, their income, and, and their business acumen. So I'm very, very proud to be on the board and helping serve. So to get us started here, Eugenia, if you would, help us understand what it's like to live and try to make a living in Guatemala. You've been there almost your whole life, but but one year, if I if I, if I I did the math right. I have been here for 12 years. No, since the 2012. Since 2012, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's it like? To help us understand, bring us into the world of Guatemala. What's it like there to try to live, to try to work? What's happening? Um, yeah, Alice, thank you for this great opportunity to give your audience a quick overview about uh, Guatemala and our women. Uh, Guatemala is a nation that is known by its rich and diverse culture. However, it is 
equally known by severe inequality and poverty. Ironically, Guatemala boosts the highest GDP in Central America, yet still has some of the highest malnutrition and mother child mortality rates in the region. The primary causes of poverty in Guatemala are its economic, social, and land inequality rates, which are among the highest in the world. It is estimated that the top 5% controls or owns more than 85% of the wealth in Guatemala. In turn, Guatemala has no real middle class, and poverty is tremendously concentrated in rural areas with indigenous populations. More than 70% of Guatemala indigenous population lives in extreme poverty. So Guatemala's current situation of inequality and poverty is hundreds of years in the making. Guatemala, home of the ethnic Maya, was first conquered by Spanish in the 16th century. After gaining independence in 1821, the state never achieved true stability. The end of the decade-long Guatemalan Revolution in 1954 was only met with the beginning of a 36-year war, civil war between 1960 and 1996. Sounds like uh, kind of depressing all this information, but is the truth, and I want the audience to know why we are doing our job here. Oh. The, the indigenous population was never actually involved in Guatemala's conflict until the third and most devastating place in the civil war. Throughout the late 70s and 80s, there were more than 200,000 people murdered and more than a million people displaced. Yet the events of the 20th century are not the root causes of the poverty in Guatemala and did not create the nation's inequality. The violent conflict greatly in here, in there, the state's ability to develop into a modern nation and therefore worsen existing condition. In reality, the country's historical pattern of exclusion dates back to the 1800s. Unlike its landscape and people, Guatemala's economy is rather singular and has always been dominated by agriculture particularly coffee. When the market for coffee emerged in the late 1800s, economy, economic elite, mostly of European origin, utilized all the Spanish legislation to claim and privatize large amounts of land to use for plantations. This not only destroyed the tradition of communal lands, but also forced indigenous people to move to higher altitude and less fertile land for subsistence farming. During the Civil War, the number of families with too little land to support themselves increased by 37%, and the rate of landless peasants reached one quarter of the workforce. In 1979, 2% of the population control of the population control more than two-thirds of the land. And it is estimated that the situation has not changed since. 
The causes of poverty in Guatemala are heavily rooted in its history of inequality and exclusivity. However, going forward, Guatemala has a strong potential to reach its social objectives and alleviate poverty through economic growth, development, and equality. Now, through all these years, women have been living in a machista culture where they are treated as second or third class citizens with none of or minimal opportunities to reach their dreams. So you can see that this country has been uh, fighting all the time and that's why we are doing the job that we are doing with women. Oh, Eugenia, that was an incredible historical narration, one that I wasn't actually expecting, but I'm delighted by. And I want to also say thank you to Eugenia for joining us and being part of this conversation in English. English is your second or third language, and I want to thank you for working with us in English. You're doing beautifully, so thank you. Thank you. So you're welcome. You're so welcome. So, Bob, um, I'm so glad you're able to join us. Thanks for keep, keeping at it, right? Just keeping Great to be here. Right? I'm so happy to know you and happy to be inspired by you and connected to your beautiful vision. And if you could, I want us to be a little bit brief so we can, we can get through this kind of introductory stuff here. But tell us how it all started back in 1973 when you visited Guatemala during your Kellogg Foundation Fellowship. This is what got the vision started. Well, at least you're, you're touching on a key event in my life. On that trip, I spent three days of immersion into the social, the political, the economic, geographic sectors of Guatemala and uh, its life. And I just fell in love with the people and the scenery and the country and the climate and the intense colors that you see in Guatemala. I was joyful and at the same time stunned by the extreme poverty and illiteracy and the war-torn sorrows that were endured by so many of the people, especially the Mayans, especially in the rural areas. They clung to just tiny little farming plots on hillside land or as indentured laborers on the vast coffee and cotton plantations that belong to the wealthy elite. And uh, we visited them in the fields and it, it, it was common to see their foremen were wearing pistols and pretty hard scowls. It was not a pleasant life. Someday, Someday I thought, I want to help people who suffer in this way. About 10 years later, that internalized thought became a deed. When I planned uh, to put 50% of my money and 50% of my time into philanthropic ventures at age 50, 50, 50 at 50. I began that program in 1986 and I was experiencing so much joy that five years later I went all in and began devoting 100% of my time to serving others. And that has continued to this day. 
I am so delighted, Bob, because, you know, this show has been on air for six years and so much of what I'm trying to do in the world is one helping to awaken and ignite that passion in people to do something with their one precious life. And at the same time, to be able to for leaders to be able to create a workplace where people actually want to come to and they thrive and they do business that betters the world. So I'm so honored to be on your board with you and serve with you. Your your vision, your mission, your passion is so beautiful and the perfect example that I want to be able to share with my listeners to be able to help them reach for what else they can do to serve from their life and i also think it's really amazing your book uh this idea of 50 50 at 50 something does happen when we get to that 50 mark <laughs> that says about we got it you know we, we got more years behind us than we do ahead of us probably so what are we going to do with our lives so i really appreciate and applaud how you continue to serve from your passion and your purpose So Eugenia, um, would you just say briefly, we have a little bit of time before we go into our next segment here. I think it's important for listeners to understand how you became involved with Namaste and your role as executive director. Uh, why is it important to you? How'd you get involved and why is what you're doing important? Okay, yes, um, thank you for asking and your interest. Um, um, I didn't start at 50, I started at 55. Um, <laughs> the decade. <laughs> In twenty in two thousand eleven, I was going fifty five, and I was going to retire after working in a Swiss company called Siva here in Guatemala. And after I left the company, I built an avocado farm for ten years. But um, I felt like uh, I still needed to do something for Guatemala because the country has given me a lot I was able to raise by myself, three children, and I was in a safe economical situation. So I asked myself, who is going to give a job to these women, women 55 years old in Guatemala, where they are always looking for young people? And that was the big question mark I had. Every night I went to bed and thinking, am I, am I in a impossible dream or what so then as you know destiny i had the opportunity to meet uh, bob through a person here in antigua and he gave me the job i had experience in database and analysis and namaste was starting to use the basis to analyze the results they had over the years before 2011. So now, uh, as a executive director, I work with a team of 10 colleagues, and we are always looking for opportunities to help our micro-entrepreneurs in areas we work. Uh, I mean, uh, regionally, like uh, Zacatepeques, Chimaltenango, the departments of the country, and looking for new opportunities to grow. I like my work because I have always thought we should help our poor people. Uh, uh, how we have to help them to fish and not give them the fish. That's something that I always say. We should not create dependency, but make them value themselves for what they are capable of doing. And that's exactly what we are doing. There is no price for the smiles and gratitude you see of the women of the program for what they have learned 
through the education and advisory. They feel supported and that we value what they are really doing to survive and to help their families. They learn also to love themselves as, as women and their role in the family. So that's why I like working with uh, Namaste, because of the value we are giving to each of the women we have been working with. That is so beautiful, Eugenia, and I can't wait to be up by your side working with you in the trenches. <laughs> and on that note, let's, let's grab our first break. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Bob Graham of Namaste Direct and Eugenia Duran of Namaste Guatemala. We've been talking about why this organization exists. What's the vision that they're out to, to accomplish? After the break, we're going to get into what they, actu what they actually do to help serve women. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. As I've watched the pandemic continue on, we've looked for ways to help companies support their employees handle the anxiety, stress, depression, and feeling disconnected while also helping to lift and inspire them with ongoing professional development. So we now offer a well-being webinar learning series called Grab Your Gusto, Vital Well-Being from the Inside Out. You can learn more about it at EliseCortez.com or send me an email to Elise at EliseCortez.com and we'll talk about it. If you're just joining the program, my guests today are Eugenia Duran, Executive Director of Namaste Guatemala, calling in from Antigua, Guatemala, and Bob Graham, founder of Namaste Direct in Guatemala, calling in from San Francisco. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. So for this next segment, um, I really want to get into just really what you're doing specifically to help women, because it's, it can be hard for people who are so, so far away from the action to understand this. So Eugenia, you already said in your introduction, some of the things, there's a lot of agricultural businesses that happen there, but what kinds of businesses would you say generally depict the women entrepreneurs that you serve? Okay. Uh, first, uh, Alice, I would like to explain to the audience that our women or the women we work with, normally they don't start the business because they want to, because they love to. They, that's their dream. They start because necessity. They need to help the husband if they have one. Uh, with the household expenses to subsist in this country with its lack of opportunities, as I explained initially. Women have also continued with their home activities. For this reason, the most common businesses we do is um, a storefronts, which are little grocery stores in the garage of the houses, uh, because they are at the house, normally the businesses are from home. We have 32% of our women in doing that. They also sell shoes and clothes that come from the states 
use clothes that uh, uh, they are imported to Guatemala. That's 30% of our clients and also prepare food with 27%. You can see that the percentage is high if we add all of those three type of businesses, but there are more and I can give you some uh, others like weaving, selling traditional clothing, dressmaking, selling houseware, selling cosmetics, making and selling lotions, selling natural medicines, selling silver yearly, making and selling chocolate, also honey. They also sell, sell fruit and vegetables, and this is mostly in community markets. Uh, selling firewood, raising and chickens and eggs, and also pigs, and dozen more of different type of business, making tortillas, making tamales. So there are a lot of businesses that we help. Really, we do not care what type of business they have, as long as they want to uh, increase their cash flow. Mm -hmm. Excellent. That is an incredible variety. Okay, mm -hmm. so now I want to get into just some of the uh, more of the programs and such. But before we do that, Bob, we didn't get a chance at the first part to really sort of presence your background. Would you just very briefly just help our listeners understand the the background that you had before I ask you about some of the uh, the financial literacy work that you do, so that they can understand that. Well, uh, my background is um, I was a CPA. Um, and uh, as the CPA uh, really uh, formulated some uh, strong views about how to do effective business, uh, people have often asked me, how, uh, how did you become, why did you become a CPA? And so I have to uh, tell a little story because um, I can actually remember when I decided to be a CPA, and that was uh, at age 16, and I was living in a small town in Red Oak, Iowa, and uh, junior in high school, and uh, stopped at my dad's insurance agency one evening after school, and noticed that there was a stranger uh, working in one of the spare offices, and I asked my dad, who, who is that guy? He said, well, he's a CPA from Omaha, and he's down here for a few days. He's going to do tax work for his local uh, clients. And uh, then he kind of lowered his head and lowered his voice, and he says, I think he's pulling in $40 a day. Uh, I thought, $40, my God, I'm making 40 cents an hour after school at the local newspaper. Dad, I want to talk to this guy. So he introduced us and he's a nice guy and he started recruiting me to be a future CPA. And so I made up my mind. That is what I was going to do. And I entered the profession right out of college in 59. 
I became the youngest CPA in California uh, in um, 1961. Two years later, and ultimately became a partner in an international CPA firm. And uh, uh, before I went into business, that that I loved being a CPA, you know. And how has that affected my work? Well. I've read that the characteristics of a successful CPA includes accountability, determination, innovation, reliability, organizational skills, and a small dose of perfectionism. And I can think, I think that you can see those attributes in Namaste's DNA. Mm. Uh, by the way, I love how you tell that story in your book. It's delightful. And your book is really one part memoir, one part inspiration, and, and I there's many other parts that I could speak to, but I, it's beautiful. So let me let me just um, uh, applaud that first. Okay, so I want to make sure that our listeners understand that you provide financial literacy to the women business owners. You also provide mentorship. I also want to quickly acknowledge the comment, um, Melanie uh, Aguedjo, has, has joined us here. I, I won't read the comment just now, but I just want to make sure that I, Melanie, we hear you. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. We will absolutely address your comment, probably off air, but thank you so much for listening for us. So Bob, um, help us understand a, a bit about how Namaste Direct addresses financial literacy for the women business owners. What's the program? Well, uh, yeah, great. Uh, financial literacy is, is really a basic building block. Our principal uh, methodology of helping these women as uh, personal business advisors, and we'll talk about them a little later, but these women uh, need the building blocks of the fundamentals, and we can teach the fundamentals in groups. Uh, we give them five uh, two-hour sessions each nine-month cycle, and uh, we use lectures and video clips and wall chart media that uh, our educational specialists have developed. And uh, for example, uh, the, the curriculum for the first cycle includes uh, dreams and goals, business plan development, separation of business and personal money, uh, business budgets, personal budgets, how to calculate profits, keeping records, leadership, self-esteem, importance of debt service, and managing extortion threats, which is an unfortunate situation in Guatemala. That is quite a list. I would, you know, many of us business owners could use that kind of training. I hope plates have the extortion part, but but yeah, all of that list sounds pretty good to me. So, um, all right, well, let's talk also about the mentorship. Uh, so, Eugenia, if you could tell us just a little bit. I, we don't have too much time to hear a lot of details about it, but mm -hmm. a little bit about the personalized mentorship you provide to the women business owners. Okay, yes, I would like to add that the education and the advisory we do is adapted to the needs of the women because we have 25% who are completely illiterate and 20% only went to first to fourth grade. So maybe the topics are uh, like uh, very basic, but they, they don't know how to read and write. So the program has the three pillars, the education, the 
monthly mentoring, and the micro room. The business advisor is the one who visits the client every 28 days to see how she is doing personally and business-wise. Because if the uh, woman is not right in health or she has a problem or something, she has to find some support to be able to do her business right. And he also, uh, as he does this nine times during the cycle, that means every 28 days, um, he uh, asked her how did she apply the educational session, how she is doing in the, the sales, how the expenses were, and see if she reached the objective of the business plan or what measures do they have to take to drive the business to her object, objective she set at the beginning. All the data that is kept uh, written on the field to the office, we enter that information in, uh, in our database that we call PROSPER, that has uh, 500 fields for each woman. And then we analyze the results by client, by group, by region, by business advisor, or any way we want to see how the results are, do, are doing in the, according to our objectives of the year and also our mission. Uh, so I think that we are an NGO with a lot of information to be shared with our donors and they can see how their money is invested on each woman, woman we work with. Beautiful. That sounds like a lot of accountability and hand-holding and just encouragement to me. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then, Bob, would you just briefly tell us a little bit about the microloans? I know you offer customized microloans to help women entrepreneurs formalize their business models and their finances. So what kind of sums are we talking about, and, and what are these loans usually used for? In the first cycle, the loans are for $250, the equivalency. And uh, they run up to $1,000 in the third cycle. Uh, and then subsequent, after that subsequent cycles in what we call our star clients can get loans from 2000 to $4,000. They're repayable in nine equal monthly installments together with interest at the lowest Guatemalan microfinance interest rate of 2% a month along with a 2% loan guarantee fee. Assuming successful repayment by the clients, that money is returned. We're a great believer in savings, and uh, we have a, to encourage savings, we have a Namaste Savings Club where we match uh, the client's contributions dollar for dollar. Pretty good match. I would say. And I'm happy to report, even with the evil effects of COVID, that uh, the women at this time are successfully completing their loans for 91.7% of the time. Uh, Eugenia gave you examples of what these loans are funding, and uh, they're so varied that uh, sometimes I think the women are following the old business adage of find a need and fill it. The most innovative business that I have seen was owned by a woman in Honduras and she had a very successful lottery. 
she, I, I said, what's the secret of your success? Running a lottery. And she says, look, she says, I, people love lotteries and I have a great advantage over the government lottery because I'm giving out prizes that my clients and customers want. I go around, I ask them, what would you like to win? And then I buy that prize and put them in the lottery. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Innovative. Mm -hmm. Let's let's grab our last break here. I'm Dr. Lise Cortez, your host. We are on the air with Bob Graham of Namaste Direct and Eugenia Durand of Namaste Guatemala. We've been talking about what this what these organizations do to help women in Guatemala. After the break, you're to learn more about the actual impact of how this organization and these people matter. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. I mentioned it after the first break about the Grab Your Gusto Wellbeing web webinar learning series. The content of this program is adapted from part one of my recently published book called Purpose Ignited, How Inspiring Leaders Ignite Passion and Elevate Cause. I wrote it to awaken readers to their passion and purpose and help transform them into inspirational leaders who enliven the workplace and elevate the contribution of business to all the stakeholders. Something kind of like we're seeing in Bob and, and Eugenia. If you're just joining us, my guests are Eugenia Duran, Executive Director of Namaste Guatemala, calling in from Antigua, Guatemala, and Bob Graham, founder of Namaste Direct and Guatemala, calling in from San Francisco. Francisco. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. So for this last segment, um, I really want to get into how the, the, the difference, the impact that you're making. As I say, I'm so riveted on this notion of helping more people to get the ability to have have the impact that you, both of you are having. So Bob, you and I talked about this when I was going through my board interviews. You've chosen to serve women business owners, specifically in Guatemala. So for our listeners to understand, because you and I have talked about it, why invest or focus on women? Aha. Well, simply stated, women are the future of Guatemala. Mm -hmm. There are two major factors in our program that facilitate moving our very favorable short-term results to the long-term. First, because it's knowledge-based and therefore internalized by the women, they will carry this forward. Secondly, women uniformly invest their newfound profits in the family, thereby benefiting the children of both now and in the future. A study in Guatemala showed that women are 14 times more likely than their male companions to invest extra income in household expenditures such as food, medicines, and shelter all of which benefit the children. They uniformly spend 90 to 95% of their increased money on the family as compared to 
by males. Here's another thing. Women work to see that their children stay in school longer, especially the girls. Women always tell us that they want better lives for their children, and they have a fierce determination to make that come true. All of our clients have dreams, and that's why they make better students. Beyond that, women are much more likely to attend peer-based training sessions and repay their loans than men. Everybody benefits when women become more independent and have greater resources. No matter what your personal interest may be, poverty, family planning, health, water, nutrition, women's empowerment, social justice, economic justice, these women all have something for you. Mm, we need to just send, just take that as a screenshot, a little blip right there and just throw that all over the world, Bob. I completely agree with that. <laughs> uh, so, so, so far you have trained over 4,000 women since 2008 through the Namaste Business Development Program. I think that's an incredible way to spend your one, your one precious life as we've been talking about. I'd love to hear from each of you just briefly. What does that mean for you? Um, first of all, I am glad I met Bob. He's a person with a great heart, capable of inspire anyone who is able to listen to his story and how much he loves Guatemala and the working women. He understood from the very beginning how their lives were and how much struggle they have in the society. I am proud to say I work with him and that the objective of my life is done. Now that I have been able to conduct through our colleagues a better life for thousands of women and their families. The lessons for the children from their mother's experience, being a great micro-entrepreneur who was able to send them to school, college, and probably to the university, is the seed for a better Guatemala. That's all, that's my real feelings. That's so beautiful, so worth it. Well, yeah, from my standpoint, at least, you know, our, our work is very enjoyable. It generates satisfaction and it serves the purpose that's higher than the self. It provides a vehicle for the expression of love. Mm. Therefore, oh my it, gosh. Provides, it provides a vehicle for the expression and, and, and of love. That's another film clip. It certainly is. Yeah. It provides a life of happiness, which is something that we all need and desire. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. So one of the other things that you've, you and I, the three of us have talked about here is you report that over the last five years, there's been a 44% increase in micro entrepreneurs monthly income for each nine month loan and education cycle completed. So that's amazing already. So paint a picture for us how this improves the lives of these Guatemalan entrepreneurs. Could you t speak to that, Eugenia? Yes, um, I am going to give you a real example of one of the women we have worked with. Her name is Alba Luz. When she became part of the program, she recently had a stroke and her left part of the face was paralyzed. And besides that, she was also living with an alcoholic husband. And she had three boys and a little store where she was making $346 a month. When she finished her first cycle with us, 
she was making $796. That means that she doubled her uh, profits. In her next cycle, she maintained her $800 a month profit rate, but that uh, what she was doing, she was investing and thinking in new areas where the, she can grow her business. And also she was participating in the conference and learned how to handle her alcoholic husband. So she was doing better in business. So in her third cycle, she became part of the program uh, we call STARS. And she had, besides the store that she make it bigger, created a hardware store because there were a lot of constructions in her hometown. And she noticed that the people had to go to Antigua and they could easily buy it from her. She made a deal with the bank where she was able to pay checks, uh, receive payments for bills, and she got the commission there. She also made tortillas, so she she created a lot of different business. And when she finished that cycle in 2014, her monthly profit was $3,105 a month. That is 900% more from her starting profit in 2011. And with this profit, she was able to pay for a cornea um, operation that one of her sons needed without getting involved in another loan from a bank or from us or whatever. She learned how to save, how to pay, and she was able to do that. So she is doing uh, great with her business. Unfortunately, she recently had a pro-cycle accident here in Guatemala, but she, as she delegated part of the business to the kids so they are able to continue if she is not there, I bet her business are doing great. So we are convinced that the monthly, uh, monthly advisory and the financial education is the one that helped her how to create this great business that she is having now. I'm going to just guess she's pretty happy she met Namaste Direct. <laughs> just going to guess. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're coming close to the end of the show here, but one more piece of the financial piece that I really want to cover for our listeners and viewers here. So, Bob, you report a 250% return on money invested. So for every $100 Namaste spends on training, the first year after her training, each woman earns more than 250 in profits. So that is really quite interesting. Help us better understand why that is so important and what that means. Well, this uh, ROI metric is important to the women because it's important to many of our donors. In other words, as the desire for tangible results has increased in the world of philanthropy, more giving is being directed accordingly. This means that more Guatemalan women are able to get our life-changing education because we attract more donations. So our donors, in effect, are affirmed in their decision by this ROI. Uh, you remember the, the adage, we move in emotion and we rest in reason. 
So this is this is the resting. The ROI provides that resting, and a two hundred and fifty percent return is handsome indeed. But remember, this is year after year as knowledge doesn't depreciate. So the re cumulative return is really the stuff of a venture capitalist dream. Mm. Right alongside the women's dreams. That's so beautiful. Um, well, we didn't get a chance to cover it in the last segment. We do have a little bit of time here. So I would like to talk a little bit about the annual business conference that you put on for the women entrepreneurs. Um, and what I find amazing about what I think I know about it so far is this is when the women come to this one, it might be the first time they've ever been away from their families and spent a, a night or a time away. And now they're gathering with other women to talk about and learn about their businesses. So what, what mm -hmm. are, and I know this year is probably going to be virtual again, and I'm thrilled to be part of it, but tell us a little bit about this business conference. Uh, yeah, every year, about 2020 and 2021, we invite 100 women from our Creating Prosperity program to this event. It is a big challenge to reach this number here in Guatemala, because living in a machista country where men are not supposed to take care of children, cook, or be responsible for them for three, three days, many cannot participate. However, we normally reach about 90% of the objective every, every year, which is a significant number for us. 50% of the participants have never been out of their homes. You have to see their faces when they are treated like queens in a five-star hotel in Lake Catitlan, which is the most beautiful of the world, with free meals, meeting new people, um, who are in the same situation as them and learning new business and personal skills. That's priceless. When you see them at the closing of the conference with a marimba or any type of music, everybody dancing, they forget about all their problems for, for a few hours. But that makes their lives different and they remember that forever. Mm. So, and another thing is that they walk away of the conference with a new sense of pride, with a lot of new knowledge for their lives and with new friends that they have to do business or they just make new friends. Mm. Mm -hmm. So important, that socialization. Yes. Yeah, if we have time, I'd like to add a couple of minutes here. Just, but, just, a, just a minute, Bob, just we're getting yeah. close to time. So just go ahead and add one minute, if you would, and then we'll close with your comments. Okay. Uh, what I want to say is that the uh, we have an annual donor trip of a, of a week, and uh, we always do it built around the conference. And that trip is going to be in March of next year, March 13th to the 19th, and uh, with three days at the conference with the women. And we would love to have listeners join us on that trip. Well, you know, I'm coming, right? <laughs> yes. You have to boot me out. Um, <laughs> close the borders of the country to stop me. Um, okay, well, we're getting close to the, the end here. And I do want to hear from just both of you, just like, like maybe 30 seconds each. You know, you know this show is listened to by people around the world, and you already know what, what we're up to here. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? Um, I just would like to say some words from Lao Tzu, 
who was a Chinese philosopher contemporary of Confucius, 600 BC, go to the people, live with them, learn from them, love them, start with what they know and build with what they have. With the best leaders, when we, the work is done and the task accomplished, the people will say, we have done this ourselves. Mm. Yeah, I would beautiful. like to close with that. Mm -hmm. Melissa. Bob? Well, thanks for this opportunity to share our program with your viewers and listeners. I would close with an invitation to that audience. Do something by doing something for others. Gandhi said, whatever you do in life will be insignificant, but it's very important that you do it because you can't ever really know the purpose of your life. So we will welcome your interest in joining with Namaste and doing something, but this invitation is not just about Namaste. It is about any cause that you deem worthy, exciting, or compelling. Just do it. I completely agree. Thank you, Bob and Eugenia, so much for sharing your hearts, your souls, and your mission with us. I know that our listeners are going to be inspired and want to be involved. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Listeners, you're welcome. Thank you. Listeners, viewers, if you want to learn more about um, the, this organization, as you've already known, I'm hap I've happily joined the board here. So you, you clearly know that I'm invested in, and, I, and I'm excited about it. But if you want to learn more about Bob Graham, Eugenia Duran, and the work they're doing at Namaste Direct or Namaste Guatemala, start by visiting namastedirect.org. So it's namaste, N-A-M-A-S-T-E, direct.org. And thanks again to our partnering sponsor, WorkProud, which helps companies build a platform where your workforce receives meaningful feedback and thanks for the work from people across your company. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via recorded podcast. We were on the air with Frank Caloroni, who is the, the chairman and CEO of Anaplan and the author of Upstanding, How Company Character Catalyzes Loyalty, Agility, and Hypergrowth, in which he argues that a company-led culture is not just good for reputation, but integral to the strategy of every winning company. Next week, we'll be on the air with Susan Lucci talking about her work as a purpose guide, helping presence purpose in the world. See you there. Remember that work is at least a third of our life, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll create a world where business operates conscientiously, leadership inspires impassioned performance, and employees are fulfilled in work that provides the meaning and purpose they crave. See you there. Let's work on purpose.